Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hey, it's good to welcome. It's good to see you. Likewise. And, uh, in our next episode of the Futurist series, and today the Entrepreneur and the Futurist, and uh, we are live streaming to uh, to Facebook and to to YouTube. Uh, still working on the technology to do to LinkedIn as well. That will come soon. But I really engage everyone who's uh, watching us to. Um, I invite you to engage with us, which means technically you have to allow the Melon app, and that's a pop-up you see in Facebook, uh, to, to send forward your comments, and then we will see your comments and we definitely engage and interact with you. But now back to you, Ryan. Thank you for joining me in this uh, session, uh, the entrepreneur and the futurist. And um, Honored to be here. Yeah, let's let's talk, have a conversation about what it means to be an entrepreneur in this time of uncertainty, what it does to hope, mindset, requirements, adjustments, and, and, and keep moving and uh, and really help uh, the listeners, the those that I just invited to engage with us to uh, that it's applicable that they can move forward with it. So maybe you want to share a little bit like, how is it life of the entrepreneur? The life of the entrepreneur is, uh, it's constantly changing. Um, it is really about getting very comfortable with a lack of predictability um, in the sense of it's a series. I, I view entrepreneurship as a series of hypothesis, a series of tests, if you will. And so uh, it's very much a learning posture uh, coming from a, a heart of service and creating value. So um, from that respect, um, and this might be a something we can explore today too, but I, I, I think I'm not sure that things are more uncertain than normal right now. I'm, I, I think we're hyper aware of the uncertainty that's always existed. And so there's, I think particularly a, uh, a skill set that is used in entrepreneurship that I think is valuable and, and has a broader application. And that is simply how to navigate uncertainty, um, in a way that you sort of don't lose your mind in the process because it, uh, based on how each of us are sort of geared, that's, we've got different risk tolerances, different, uh, different things that give us a, a sense of, uh, of what we want. Uh, you know, some, some people are attracted to, uh, change and some people are more, uh, change averse. And so, yeah, entrepreneurship is, is really about change management in the process of creating value. So, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a, an interesting thing you just mentioned that, that, that these times are, are, our current times are actually not more or less uncertain than, than normal days. Well, I don't know what normal is anymore, but, but it is that we are like hyper aware of that current times are uncertain. We actually means that we, we, we put a lens in front of our focal 
point mm -hmm. that screams at us uncertainty well that lens is actually not adding anything except distraction yeah absolutely and, and along with the lens i think it's 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 also a lens uh tied to a metric of you know how do we actually perceive uncertainty what what is it that we use as a as a measuring stick or an indication of what's certain and what's uncertain. And so it's, it's, I think that lens is, is tied to some sort of a value that, that we use to measure our, our, our surroundings, our environment, our current uh, status, if you will. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, that just pops in my mind is when I think of certainty or uncertainty, just the fact that embracing it, that certainty is not necessary, opens a whole world. And as uh, both as an innovator, uh, creative thinker, but definitely as a futurist, um, certainty is not a topic. Well, actually, the moment I make certainty a topic, I disconnect my intuitive side. My, my gut feeling, my, my spiritual awareness, my intuition, um, I disconnect that from my rational thinking and I put myself in a very competitive state of mind where my rational thinking, and, and, and like most of our viewers, I'm educated, so I'm head heavy, so my rational thinking is hyperactive and actually takes over and keeps screaming at me that I need to understand. While the intuitive thinking is actually revealing something to me that I do not understand yet, but is so essential for maybe the problem, solu the solution to a problem or revealing this future potential. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there we can emphasize needing to have the answer or we can uh, sort of lean into the invitation of the learning process there. And I think, uh, you know, just as we sort of self-leadership, self, uh, you know, our internal machinery in terms of how we uh, manage that, if you will, um, that can either be stopped by fear and, and uh, perceived uncertainty, or it can be an invitation to, to what lies next in the future. So I, I think, I am very optimistic about what's going on right now because the fact that there is an increased, a change of lens, if you will, uh, of what people are now aware of, I think I think there's a broader invitation in that. So I, I think it's an exciting time. Yeah, that's that's my buzzword, invitation. Well, you know, and most people know, like like I really, really am so excited about what is the invitation. And a friend of mine, and uh, he will be in uh, in the call early next month. Uh, uh, he said once, like, if whatever happens, it's an invitation to 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 work at your character, or an, an invitation of of something of your blind spot, or maybe your black spot. And um, but I think in general, like, so many people talk about crisis, and and actually. In the, in the media, they use the word chaos. And, and I've said it before, like 
chaos, I wish we were in chaos because chaos is the virtual ground, the, the, the field of new opportunities where innovation leads to breakthroughs, new insights. And we are not in, in chaos at all because in chaos, we see the invitation for the new things where actually most people are fighting a crisis. And fighting is always because you want to go back. And, and I still hear it and read it, going back to normal. When are we going back to normal? Those two words don't come together. You can't go back to normal because normal is no longer back there. You have to go forward to the new normal or the new status quo. And, and I, I love to call that the future quo because we are not yet there, but we are aiming for it, reaching for it. Yeah. Which needs, means that I need to, to picture it. Keep that picture ahead of me alive. That's and right. Every time I, I read something, I receive a comment or an email, or I just check the news website, there is a distraction and sometimes it's even an attack because it really uh, seeks my attention and it takes me away from that picture that I really need to have more clear than ever of where I want to go, what I want to achieve, who I want to become. So how would you approach that from an entrepreneurial mindset perspective? But let, let's take it out of the context of entrepreneur. Now, everyone has this entrepreneurial perspective of, of actually reaching out and trying something new. And, and if risk is involved, just carry it. Yeah, so I think, I, think we're, I think we're almost talking about two different things. I think who I'm becoming and, and the two linked things, but sort of two different sides of maybe the same coin. But, you know, we're talking about in one sense of, of a few preferred future in terms of who I can become. But then there's also a vision, uh, like an external part of that, that, that is what is something greater that I can also participate in or even um, facilitate, sponsor, create. And so I, I tend to think that we create out of our internal identity, uh, but from sort of the external side of that, um, you know, we can, we can really have two sort of default mindsets. We can have the mindset of seeing problems or we can have the mindset that we see every problem as an opportunity. And so again, with a heart of, of how can I serve? How can I add value? How, how can I be a solution or create a solution? Um, it really puts us, you know, even in the, in, even in the aspect of all the increased changes that are going on, there's massive opportunities in terms of how that's brought up, you know, latent problems in all sorts of industries and how those solutions are now, as the awareness has been raised, you know, it's, it's, there's a timing in the marketplace for not only who we can become, but the solutions that we can help uh, bring and introduce to the marketplace. Because, you know, people, people buy solutions to problems and now there's an increased awareness of problems. And so um, that creates, I think, a pretty rich environment for opportunity uh, to understand who we are and who we want to become, but also uh, in, the, in the external side of that 
you know, what are ways that we can help uh, become or bring a solution? Yeah. Yeah. Today I heard, well, maybe I was not allowed to hear, but I heard one of the, the Zoom calls my wife was in and Emma, the other person uh, said something, I think she quoted something from Aristoteles, like the moment you have, you are aware what the needs are of, of, um, of someone else and you are doing what you love to do. If those two come together, then you have found your calling. And, and for, at first I thought, um, that sounds reasonable, sounds right. But then I thought that must be a layer deeper. Because I'm not a status quo. I'm, I'm on a journey. I'm in the process. So if I find my calling, I think that better language would be then I find my purpose in the now. Mm -hmm. And because if I can address and help someone with solving a problem, then there must be a, a relationship growing that actually I want to help that person also on the journey in their process. And if my process and my journey goes parallel to the person that I at first could help, then we could be travel companions and we could just, um, for as long as it has mutual value, we can just travel together. Absolutely. And in that way, I think from a, both a futurist and an entrepreneurial, uh, perspective that that sounds like an ideal situation because then I can um, keep developing myself keep growing um, keep moving towards that person that I can become and at the same time enjoy a client but it becomes a loyal friend in that actually my value solves that problem and my development accelerates their development. Mm -hmm. And th that seeing that inspires me and confirms me. And you get this like peer connection yeah. and, and help each other because you, you help each other, not by carrying and then hold away, but really like put an arm around them, uh, or, or hook in. And yeah, uh, if we are allowed to be in the six feet distance. But I think that is, th so there's much more in that than just finding my, my niche in the moment. No, it's like finding my direction and finding my people around me that want to travel with me the same direction. Well, I would nearly say if we go the same way, why not, not rent a car together? Yeah. Um, yep. And so my terms, and I know you're across the pond, so you probably have different terms, but I, I, think of that vernacular wise in terms of aligned relationally and then shared purpose. Um, I think, I think there's a breakdown with the social distancing and, and all of this sort of stuff. And, and even the masks in terms of being able to uh, see each other's facial expressions and whatnot, there's a breakdown in communication, uh, not nonverbal, especially. Uh, and then also the impact that that has on relationships. And so, I think that's actually one of one of the opportunities that's probably presenting itself is is how do we really in a digital world do life and relationship better 
uh, where these types of digital tools actually can augment and help versus create another another barrier or or a point of friction or distraction. So, yeah. Oh, actually, that, you just throw in a deep one. Uh, so it's it's relational alignment and shared purpose. And uh, I've heard many times around me uh, in different settings that it's actually much more about relationships are important and shared values. But I totally, I am on this, well, I'm on the same side as you are while being on the other side of the pond, but it is about relational alignment. If there is a relational misalignment, you can work on it, but it only makes sense and adds value when there is a shared purpose. So if there is not a shared purpose, then aligning relational has no return because it is an investment. It has no return. Mm -hmm. And there is, and it goes both way. You cannot win both, but you also cannot be meaningful to the other one in the relationship and their development. So I think that shared purpose is, is really a much bigger topic than, than most of us or most business teaching uh, talks about. They talk about values and, and, and my experiences with values is that they are like a snapshot of a moment that we agree but only the people that were in the room agreed. And that snapshot is shared with the people outside the room or reflected on with the Christmas drinks. And then we find out that actually everyone has developed and everyone moved a little bit. And now it becomes like a harness, like a box that feels too small, too tight. Mm -hmm. But we agreed on it, so we have to squeeze ourselves in till the box breaks. Yeah. Well, this shared purpose is much more dynamic because your purpose is now. And at the same time, the moment you start moving forward and become the person that you can become, your purpose is extending. Yeah. And. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a, a moment ago about a shared journey and adding value to each other. I mean, even just that language implies you're heading someplace, right? So it's it's a shared purpose, not a static value. Um, so I, I agree with everything you just said there. It's uh, I think there's something more powerful in shared purpose um, than shared values, because I think it's got the ability to bring people together that even have different values uh, to see commonality and even complementary aspects, um, that are sometimes needed. I, my mind goes towards, you know, the, the value of, of assembling and diversified teams. And some of those are diversified values that, uh, people come in from a different lens and can approach, uh, the journey ahead from, from multiple perspectives, uh, in terms of not necessarily heading in a different direction in terms of dive vision, but, um, you know, complementary in the sense of sort of a fuller counsel of how to how to get there. So, yeah, yes, yeah. I just think of like 
the the joy when you just fly into continental and you, you just have this great um uh, conversation with, with a total stranger just before boarding and then you find out that you're sitting quite close to each other in the plane so you have during the flight a few interactions and actually there's some kind of a relational context emerging and and then the moment the plane lands both go separate ways you have the sadness and this is just of course like a very small example what i've but I think it gives an illustration uh, how life is in your journey. You just connect with people, you have a conversation. And, and, and actually, I had a few today that I thought really like the first time we speak, but it feels like we have some shared, not history, because we don't, but we, we have gone through similar settings, similar situations similar experiences so now our story sharing is actually both ways inspirational yeah and 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 let's find out how long it has meaning both ways bi-directional but and there is a day that we release each other like leaving the plane and both go our own direction which is a bit countercultural because we tend to stay together and then it breaks and everyone is hurt. So there is, a, yeah. a, we need to be a little bit more sensible that we travel with, not with everyone till the end destination. Yeah, I, I, think, I think proactively evaluating relational connection to be able to sort of position people in our life appropriately allows us to hopefully avoid uh, competing commitments or or scenarios where you know it feels like a kind of a an old shoe that doesn't fit anymore not not that we want to discard people at all that's that's not what I'm getting at but there's an aspect of a shared journey for a period of time for a specific purpose that that I think is is good and right, and and the relationship, even though the function and the position might change, it doesn't mean the relationship is is disconnected. It's just it's just changed for the next part of the journey. So um, and there's an aspect I think that I know for me, I'm still very much feel like I'm learning that and 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 need to learn more about how to do that well, because that's actually some of the friction and the the um what's a good word for it some of some of the things that can hold us back from pursuing our purpose and uh the future we want to pursue is is some of that misalignment relationally and and knowing how to how to sort of position people uh for bi-directional success um i think uh, it's it stewards those relationships actually better uh, versus just somebody feeling like they're, you know, sort of cut off or discarded. So, um, I think the more we can be relational and, and what you said a moment ago, what came to mind is, is the, for just from the concept of family, you know, as, as a, as a father, a parent, I don't, I didn't have kids and I haven't invested in those relationships and those people to hold on to them and to house them 
the, the I mean, there, there's no, we're not setting up monuments to our kids here at the house. There, there's a, there's an intent to release um, at the appropriate time for, for, you know, a change and, and maybe a divergent geographically of, of journey, but, but that does in no way mean there's a cutting off of relationship. That's just a natural change evolution. Yeah. I think that just the, the, the family and that dynamic, and I know there is a lot of business MBA teaching that always makes uh, fun of family relationships and connections, but actually there is, it's such an organic prototype like like the the relationship you have with your kids evolves during the journey you have with them and actually they come from literally they come from nowhere to the same level and then they go beyond you and you have to re uh, release them there's de there's no room to make a monument or an institution out of it but then we projected on on other organizational perspectives, and and I always like to clarify: an organization is a body of people, like a family is. It's 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 how people interact together with a, with a common goal. And in the other forms, we just see structures that are rigid. We see systems in place that needs to be prevail and actually needs to be served and we, we just and the moment we start about talk about bureaucracy and religion everyone is out but actually fitting in any structure is exactly what's happening in that way business relationships we see in the in the role play that is like carved in stone with the institutes well, if when we look to the uh, connections we have with our kids, it's fully dynamic and it's never carved in stone. Yeah. When it's healthy, then it's organic, and we all know stories when it's not healthy and actually that what became a rigid structure, and then the re relationship changed, and even when a relationship ends, you still can be connected. You don't have to disconnect. Absolutely. The moment you keep fighting for a relationship without it having purpose, then the relationship ends with a disconnect. And I and I and I do this a lot with with clients when we talk about um, their relationship with their consumers, clients, customers, just to see a distinction between the one-time connections between the the short-term engagements and the long-term relationships. And there are different layers in it with different dynamics, but we need to keep it dynamic because we all learn and develop in a different pace. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way that freedom includes that people are allowed to learn in their own pace, which could mean that they get, they stay a little bit behind and then you have to reverse the moment of release because you thought, oh, I'm waiting for them, I'm waiting for them. And they never arrived because they took a U-turn and that's freedom. That's included. So relationships are never easy. 
They're always complex, yeah. but that makes us human. Yeah. It, you know, and, and across the, the, the sharing of concept from family to the organization collection is, is there's so much there, I think, in terms of, you know, the healthy families are the ones where the parents or the leaders really take responsibility for the people's success under their charge. Not that they create it for them, but they're there to support it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually really excited for some of the trends I see in the corporate world uh, with not only kind of more of a servant-hearted perspective to end customers, but also within the organization. And so instead of sort of a, a use and abuse transactional mindset, I see I see some really good indications of moving towards, uh, you know, that relational aspect, regardless of if it's, uh, you know, for a brief moment in time or a specified amount of time or indefinitely here on, um, the sort of the posture behind how we engage and take responsibility in those interactions, I think, um, you know, in a family setting, it's it's the difference between a authoritative, domineering, uh, you know, head of family that the kids can't wait to get out of at their earliest, you know, departure. And you see that same thing in an unhealthy way in organizations where, you know, it, somebody uh, experiences that similar thing in a, in a, in a business work environment, they're also looking for the exits. So, yeah. And going back to, to, to the entrepreneurial stage and, uh, and we said it in our, uh, in our briefing up from the call, like there is a difference between taking risk and carrying risk. And entrepreneurial, I think, is for everyone. It just means that you carry risk. And that could be a startup. That could be buying your first house. It's more than just taking risk. Because if you take risk, that's actually what teenagers do. They take risk and they're supported with their parents that carry them. So that dynamic goes hand in hand. But we have to move everyone in their our personal development from a fitting in and taking risk perspective to a place of creating it ourselves, defining ourselves freedom and carrying risk. I think in most corporate settings, and that maybe that's the safest example, we leave a setting because we feel locked in by fitting in and we just want to grow and and i remember like a big a few big consulting firms and this side of the pond and probably they're they're same with yours they have this um that people talk about it like it's 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 up or out so and up is up the chain of command but only by conforming and adapting and fitting in and actually being completely is the word molded by the organization and formed and shaped and that's that's not that's like having your kids till they're 50 in your household and daily measuring their process in how they start to look like you yeah it's corporate religion right it's corporate it is corporate religion and actually religion is definitely happening it's serving the system in a corporate setting Yes, 
And and I think that's if if you are in that space, just to bring it to a point of landing, if you are in that place that you 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 are aware that you're actually in the middle of chaos. We talked at the beginning around it, and you really want to uh, find out what the invitation in chaos is, and you want to find out where your freedom is and your your purpose in the now and who you can become. Then I really. I'm so excited about peers in that setting. Could be the travel companion, could be the client that travels with you into the future, but it could be also like fellow entrepreneurs, fellow leaders um, that will just help you to, to find out what you want to create, find out what you stand for, find out what your message is to the world or your unique value. Then I really want to invite you to, to just contact Ryan or contact me. It could be through personal message or just a reply on this video. And just because we want to, we love to help you to find a place where you can grow. And uh, because one of the things that definitely lead to burnout and burnout is not just a hype or a trend. It's just that your inside world needs a bigger box and you're stuck in, in a box that is too small and that box you're stuck in doesn't carry your name. So if you want to go beyond the box, connect with Ryan, connect with me and uh, or use the link that comes by every second and, 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 and get involved in a group of peers. Get your peer community active and start finding out what you carry so Ryan, I want to thank you. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to, to do it again soon. And uh, next week we will have the priest and the futurist with, with Mark Appleyard. And then we have the pioneer again, and we definitely have the entrepreneur next uh, month as well. So uh, I wish everyone on the US side great part two of the day and everyone on this side of the pond i will just say well have a pleasant evening and looking forward to speak to you thank you and uh, don't forget to respond on questions